0: The views expressed on the following program are those of the host, and not necessarily those of staff, management, or ownership.
1: Phoenix, this is Brother Mike, and I'm back on the radio. Welcome to HardcoreChristianity.com. Thank you for your time. God bless you today. Today's Bible study, dead babies. Hey, would you call somebody and tell them radio program's on? Brother Mike's back on the air, ready to go. I'll make a couple of announcements while you make that call. This is, a uh, This is Brother Mike. I am the uh, professional counselor at the House of Healing in Central Phoenix. We're on 11th Street, just south of Indian School Road and west of the 51 Freeway, down near the VA Hospital in the heart of Maricopa County, Arizona. On the website, you'll find our entire ministry, of course, and we have four services every week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday nights, 7 p.m., all the services have teaching, healing, preaching, and deliverance on the uh, website. You can sign up for our Facebook page. You can sign up for one of our four YouTube teaching channels, depending upon your needs. You can uh, sign up for one of our free seminars in January. And you can hit the PayPal button and send us another donation. Thank you very much for 2016. You paid all the bills and not one was paid late. God bless you for that. Thank you for your support of the ministry. 14 years on the radio here in Maricopa County. God bless you. Dead babies. Abortion. Dead babies. Man, it's getting crazy. You know what? What is there, like 2 million abortions here in America? Of course, we're amateurs when it comes to abortion. Uh, there's 20 or 22 million abortions per year in China, and several other countries have way more abortions than we do. If you compare us to other countries, we look pretty good. If you compare us to God's Word, we look hideous. But did you see this article that came out in the paper recently on the Roman Catholic Church? Check it out. Something interesting is happening. Quote Roman Catholic leader uh, Jorge Bergliolo, Burgl- also known as Pope Francis, uh, has granted priests the unending power to pardon mothers who have obtained abortions, outlining his endowment in a letter issued at the end of his proclaimed Jubilee Year of Mercy. The development has raised concerns among many. Quote, I henceforth grant to all priests in virtue of their ministry the faculty to absolve those who have committed the sin of procured abortion, the Pope wrote, extending the permission past the temporary year of mercy to an indefinite status. He maintained that abortion is still considered a serious sin by the Roman Catholic Church, but said that he wanted to leave the permission for pardons in place, lest any obstacle arise between the request for reconciliation and God's forgiveness. Okay. Quote, I wish to restate as firmly as I can that abortion is a grave sin since it puts an end to an innocent life. In the same way, however, I can and must state that there is no sin that God's mercy cannot reach and wipe away when it finds a repentant heart seeking to be reconciled with the Father. May every priest, therefore, be a guide, support and comfort to penitence on this journey of special reconciliation. Now, you know the Roman Catholic uh, Church, uh, when Protestants take a look at it, they see all kinds of odd or strange things going on. This uh, This is another one. But Roman Catholicism, like everything else, has a lot of really good things in it, and then it has a lot of really bad things in it. Uh, For example, these concepts that they invent or make up—the year of jubilee, year of mercy, uh, uh, penitence—you know, praying in a cubicle, asking a priest to forgive you of your sins—all these different things that are that human beings just make up and that are not scriptural—those are the kind of things that led to the Protestant Reformation, as you know. And the priest, the Catholic priest, actually caused the Protestant Reformation. A bunch of Catholic priests started to read the Bible and realized that all these uh, literally crazy doctrines they were teaching were unscriptural. But what he said here at the end is very scriptural. He did say that no sin is unforgivable. That is true. The precious blood of Christ can wipe out any sin, including abortion, and that you must be you must have a repentant heart to be forgiven of an abortion. Talking to you guys, you uh, had your girlfriend get an abortion years ago. Do you remember that? Yeah, I, I got, I get that. That happened to me too. I had my girlfriend get an abortion years ago, and when I came to Christ, that was a uh, something I came to God with a heavy heart with. But you do stuff when you're young and a teenager and different things that you wouldn't do if, when you were older, that's for sure. And uh, I came to God with a repentant heart and... I was forgiven, and if you had an abortion, ladies, uh, that is not an unpardonable sin, and you can't fall on your knees, and the precious blood that Jesus shed will uh, forgive you for having an abortion. It is murder, and it does let in demons. The spirits got into my body. I was infected with demons for years before I came to Christ in 1996. And uh, God will deliver you as he delivered me. But I want to show you that the Bible uh, settles the discussion on whether or not the politics of abortion are legitimate. Here they are. Here in America, as Hillary Clinton said, a child in the womb, no matter how old they are, even if it's uh, five minutes before delivery, has no constitutional rights. That's what Hillary Clinton said. A baby has no constitutional rights in the womb. Once it's out of the womb, it has constitutional rights. And, of course, that's not, that's not true in practice. For example, if somebody murders a pregnant woman, many times they're charged for a double homicide. But anyway, let's play along with Hillary Clinton just for a moment and say that here in America, politically, and legally, and constitutionally, an infant in a womb, no matter what age, it could be eight months and 29 days, has no constitutional rights. What does God say about that? Let's find out. Believe it or not, it's in the Bible. Luke chapter 1. As You know this story. Everybody does. Um, the angel Gabriel visited... Mary. Now now remember, Mother Mary is the most powerful, familiar spirit in the world, and that's who uh, Catholics and other people pray to, Mother Mary. That is not Jesus' mother. Jesus' mother, her name was Maria, and she was a good, God-fearing, lovely, faithful woman. Jesus' mother is totally different from Mother Mary or the Virgin of Guadalupe, or all the other apparitions. Those are all familiar spirits. But you know that Mother Mary had a visitation from Gabriel, and you know the story. She became impregnated, not by Joseph, but by the Holy Ghost, and Jesus was not born in sin, and he lived a sinless life, becoming the perfect Lamb of God, and our Savior, and our Deliverer, and our only hope. But after Mary had this visitation, she was told that Elizabeth was also miraculously pregnant because she she knew Elizabeth was barren and she was one of her relatives. In Luke chapter one, quote, Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste into a city of Judah and entered in the house of Zacharias and saluted Elizabeth. Came to pass when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe leaped in her womb. Now, this is the Greek word brephos for babe. Babe is the same as baby, obviously. And the Greek word is brephos, which means a baby, an infant baby. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost, it says. Now, let's flip over to Matthew chapter 2. It says, when they came into the house, what's this story about? They're talking about the wise men. The, th- the wise men who double-crossed Herod, followed the star to the house where Maria, Mary, and Joseph, and Jesus were currently living. As you you already know the story, the three wise men did not see Jesus with the three shepherds because the Bible says that when the three shepherds saw him, he was a breffus, an infant. But when the three wise men saw him, he was different, as you remember the story. So, for example, it says in Matthew 2, when they came into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped it. And when they had opened their treasures, they gave them gold, frankincense, and myrrh. The Greek word for child there is paideon, which means a toddler, like a two-year-old, like a one-and-a-half-year-old, like, like a, uh, uh, a child going through their terrible twos. But I don't think Jesus had his terrible twos. I think that was something that was bypassed. But here you see the difference in the Greek text. Remember, always remember that the Greek text can disprove and spoil any false doctrine. Any false doctrine collapses in the presence of the Greek text. But if you notice here, the the Greek word for for an infant or a baby, a nursing child, is a brephos, an infant. Notice also that the same Greek word for a baby in the womb is also the same. It's a breakfast, an infant. An infant outside the womb is a person, and an infant inside the womb is a person. Years ago when I was a teenager and I had an abortion with my girlfriend, I committed murder. Nowadays when people have abortions, 20 million of them here in America... It's murder. But here's the good news. The Greek word for gospel is euangelion. It means glorious good news. Here's the good news. If you had an abortion, you did kill an infant, a brephos. You did commit murder, and you did let in demons or spirits of murder into your body and into your life. And those demons follow you until they kill you later in life usually with a terminal illness listen to me carefully you can be delivered and forgiven 602-636-5800 god wants you well he wants to forgive you